0: welcome in to the first ever burnout he is the sec network's peter burns i am ryan brown welcome in thank you for joining us bernsey what is up today how are you
1: i'm i'm doing good by the way this is already my new favorite show because i don't have to shave uh That's right. and look all nice for it so uh, i do appreciate that and uh no i was actually pumped because i was trying to figure out how the hell many teams are in each conference now or like right before we went on air you know deli broke the news a little bit earlier today i talking about the ACC likely to add teams. And I'm like, I, I literally legitimately don't know how many teams are in each conference now. No clue. So like,
0: yeah, I mean, like especially the numbered conferences, like the big 10 hasn't been 10 in a very long time. I do laugh when I remember, do you remember when the big 10 was it uh, Penn state they added when they put the, the, the one inside the zero because yeah. there were 11 teams. Remember leaders and, and
1: legends. I had any idea which one was leaders, which one was legends and another, <laughs> I don't know if that was, a, I think that predated Kevin Warren uh, back there. And if for no other yeah. reason, whatever, whatever he does, he'll be looked at in like a weird way, but like Kevin Warren, if he got the the big 10 television deal done and got rid of leaders and legends is probably was a pretty damn successful run there as a commissioner.
0: But- yeah. I mean, I, I at least though in that conference, I could tell you who was in each division. Like I still, after all these years, cannot do Atlantic and Coastal in the ACC. I got right. no idea.
1: No. Okay, so I just put it over, over on Twitter. Are we calling it Twitter? We're calling. We're still going. The X. Twitter, you put right? it on the X. X. I put it on yes. X. You can follow me on X, which is just weird. All right, it I'm going to give you. A quick, I'm going to give you a quick quiz right now. Okay, starting go. in 24, and you only get like five seconds for each one of these. How many teams will be in the SEC?
0: Uh, 16.
1: It. how many teams will be in the ACC
0: now um 18
1: so, uh close 17 and a half remember Notre Dame only counts as a half because oh, two chicken to right. yes, yes, join yes, the yes, ACC yes, yes. uh big 10 will have how many teams
0: 16
1: uh big 12 will have how many teams 14 16 and the Pac 12 will have
0: Zero. (laughs) (laughs) Two right now. Two Two right now. How hilarious
1: would that be if they found something, Brownie, in the contract that just says, we don't technically have to have that many. Like, we're a power five conference. It's still in the bylaws here. We're going, like, Washington State and Oregon State through, like, some, like, creative lawyering. All of a sudden, split the two hundred and seventy-five million dollars a year, or whatever that the Pac-12 was getting, and even all like the television dollars from the NCAA tournament, and th- it just becomes a financial windfall for them. It'd yeah, be yeah. freaking awesome.
0: Yeah, put put us in the playoffs. We got two. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're in the playoffs. We, we've right? got we've got the contract that it's a, they go says it right here in the contract. Says it right here in the contract. You can read it for yourself. We're in the playoffs. That would be pretty I funny. Feel, you're right. I feel bad. Like I
1: mean, it just it's just. <laughs> It's it's weird. And all of this, all of this stuff is happening right now because the college football, what playoff committee is meeting here. What uh, as we talk on Monday are going to meet on Wednesday. So it's like, yeah. like they hear the music going right now. And now I guess we're waiting to just like everybody's trying to get the chair so they're not screwed out of it. And the Pac-12 ultimately ends up being and really not just the Pac-12, but Oregon State and Washington State end up being the teams that don't have a chair where the music stops. It's crazy.
0: Uh, Like all of our coverage here, this is presented, The Burnout, by MyBookie.ag. Code next round at MyBookie.ag. Don't forget, football season is back. Winning season is here for you with MyBookie.ag, whether it's the college games kicking off this weekend or the NFL in a couple of weeks. They've got this brand-new cash-out system that gives you great options all season long. So if you want to play a parlay, you hit those first two legs, you're like, I'm a little bit nervous about leg three. got a cash-out option on those first two legs, the parlay there. You can use those funds on another bet. You can let it ride for a bigger payday, however, you want to do it right there. The early cash out tools help you stay in control there at mybookie.ag. Code next round when you sign up at mybookie.ag for that welcome bonus. Code next round gets you a welcome bonus at mybookie.ag. You see, Burns is very on brand for us with that rowback, too. Let's uh, go. TNR 20 at checkout saves you 20% on your first order there. With roback.com. We love this stuff. We wear it all the time up here, Bernsey. I,
1: I, I did not know that you guys and uh, were a Roback teams. So there you go. Like that was literally like a natural thing. So now I understand that. By the way, on the on the on the cash out deal, you yeah. think Bandy fans would have taken out when they were up 35-14 against Hawaii? They would have been like, I, Oh, we're good. Like let's just I, let's get, let's get out now.
0: I think so. I think so. We've already sat through a rain delay, our stadium is half put together. Let's just head home. Let's head home. We'll talk about the SEC games every week uh, on the Burnout with Peter Burns. And uh, we'll start with that game. I mean, all right, so here's the thing. I'm watching that game, and I'm like, you know, Vandy – and I even tweeted this, Burns. I'm like, Vandy looks more athletic on offense than I remember mm-hmm. them being. They look a little more athletic. And then I go back and look at the end of the game. I knew they couldn't run it. I didn't know it was that bad. They had like 40 rush yards. Yeah. I, I, I don't know where to go with this team. They destroyed that Hawaii team. Maybe Timmy Chang had some magic of the offseason. I, I don't know. I don't know where I am with Vandy right now, but I am – I do know this. I am a little bit worried about them only winning 35-28 at home over Hawaii.
1: Yeah. It, 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 we talked about this with Doreen this morning on SiriusXM, XM, right, on our, on our show. It was like, how do you take this? I mean, a win's a win, right? You know, you're going to take it. However, I think if you go back and remember – remember there was all this type of chaos and all this BS that was going around Hawaii the year prior, like that Timmy Chang took over. So, right. like, this was a team that, like, it was kind of like – like just chaos brewing. So they had a bunch of people transfer out the, the recruiting classes had just absolutely gone nowhere. And so it almost reminds me of like the last year with Derek Mason or like even the first year with Clark Lee, where they just weren't very good whatsoever. Um, and so now I look at it as like, I think Hawaii got a little bit better, but I don't know what you would rather like in hindsight, of course you want to have an ass kicking like 63 to 10, right? Like that was last year. All of a sudden we all sat up. We're like, Oh, doors might have a little something. Remember Mike Wright was awesome. They yep, were yep. what? 350 yards. We're like, okay, this guy could be a problem. But then now I feel like I no longer have this like little, like, Oh, I'm adopting little Vanderbilt and like, Oh, I'm so happy for you. Like I, legitimately want them to be good this year and i think it's almost better for a team brownie call me, call me an idiot here um, but i think it's almost better for clark lee's squad to win that way where it's like a teachable win as opposed to hey we kicked somebody's ass everybody looks good we're we're, we're fired up like, i i think they needed that win last year to kind of prove to themselves like hey we got a little something like this year is like No, we won the game, but there's a lot of bad film out there. So tell me where we're bad at right now. I think it's more important for them to understand where they're bad at rather than winning by 50 points.
0: So I've seen it for years, Burns, and you've seen this too, living here in Alabama and watching, Mm -hmm. observing Nick Saban. Just about the happiest you'll find Nick Saban in season is when his team wins a game Mm -hmm. in a fashion that seems like a sloppy win or a bad win because you've got to win. You don't pay the ultimate price. But he knows he's got his team's attention. He knows mm-hmm. they're smart enough to know they did not play their best football, and he's got a ton of film that is going to show them just how bad they were and still won the game. And I mean, like when Alabama beat—that's that's
1: beats- what happened yesterday. Yep. I mean, that's what yep. happened against yep. Hawaii, right? I mean, yep. it's just like we won, but you're like, oh man, coach is not going to be happy. And if you listen to him post game, too, it, you know, it's hard to sound like Saban. But if you listen to a post game, he was tired, he was upset, he was not happy. You know, and I always think of Vanderbilt over the last two or three years like, hey man, you gotta win, like be happy, like celebrate it, like right, we're all pulling right. for you right now. Clark Lee's like, F that, man. Like I I like we're gonna be competing. And and that's the way you have to handle it if you're gonna build that program up to where James Franklin had it.
0: I really like that guy too. I like Clark Lee. I mean, yeah honest to goodness, he's the coach of Notre Dame today if he stays there another year. I mean, Brian Kelly takes the LSU job and instead of Marcus Freeman, it's Clark Lee. So this is a guy I – mean, I mean, Vandy – it's weird. Vandy's got a guy that would be the coach of Notre Dame right now if he'd just stayed there.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, and again, how about Notre Dame? Notre Dame looked pretty good over yeah. in Dublin. I mean, that yeah. was pretty solid. Sam, Sam Hartman with a 35-year-old, like, West Virginia lumberjack beard um, was actually pretty solid. I was interested to see him. But I do. I like Clark Lee. Clark came on with us for SEC Network with Marty and McGee, and they had a good sit-down. And it almost sounded to, Brian, that he was, he was pissed off of what the expectations of Vanderbilt football was, and like that's that's good, yeah. right? Like it was He's like, you know, everybody's com- congratulating us that we won five games. Like that's not the standard. And I was like, well, I was kind of happy you won five games. Like I, I'm that dude. I was going to congratulate like, you. Eh, I think, I, okay, we're not going to do the congratulations thing, but yeah, you can't have that mentality. I thought they looked bigger off the off the bus. I thought they looked faster. I just don't think they have the depth obviously, of good players. But, hell, Vandy's had to deal with that for, I mean, forever, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with you on that one. It'll be interesting to see how they respond and move on that matchup. They got with Wake coming up before they get into conference play. I'll tell you something Mm -hmm. else that's interesting, too. For the teams that go there, obviously, the Vanderbilt Stadium is way, way, way behind facility-wise. They're trying to catch up a little bit. If I saw correctly, they are using one of those big, like, event tents for the visiting locker yeah. room. And can you imagine Georgia goes there this year? Auburn goes there this year. These teams that are so accustomed to being in these world-class facilities. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're looking around and like, we're in a tent and folding chairs. And I, I mean, I, it could go one way or the other, but Good. I there's a, point, like in
1: Vanderbilt, you're like, there's no air conditioning. The running water doesn't work. Yeah. Like there's yeah. no place to, to piss before the game. <laughs> like it's just like, make it as much of a home field advantage. I know. And like, I mean, Again, that's part of the gamesmanship. We've done that. I can't remember what was the story about there there was a team back in the day that used to paint the visiting locker room pink just as uh, like a, that like a feud everywhere. Was yeah, it that Iowa that would do that? Yep, I think yeah. so.
0: Like Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just and, to know, try to get in your head, just to try to get you uncomfortable when you're up there.
1: Right. And I mean, you know, and a in a in a uh wedding tent out uh, before But I'm not gonna listen. Hanging fruit. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. Can, I don't know. Can we curse on this thing? Are we allowed sure, to do it? To a yes.
0: Yeah. So you've Thank already you. done it um, now. The, the time to ask is not after you've done it.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, I'm just new to right. this uh, whole television uh, thing. Um, but I do think it's 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 BS. A lot of fans and a lot of people are using the low hanging fruit of ripping Vanderbilt for their facilities. I'm like, I get it. Like they haven't had good facilities for the long time but they're in the process of addressing it right now. Like they're spending $300 million. Like I'm not going to fault them right now for trying to go through the process as quick as possible.
0: Yeah. I will rip their previous administration for allowing them to fall that far behind. I will say that, but I do not. I mean, this administration, they're trying to catch up and what are you supposed to do? I mean, you've been to that stadium. It's the worst stadium in the Southeastern conference. They can't polish it. They had to demolish those end zones so that they could do something about it. So, I mean, what, what you are they think supposed it ever, to do? Do you,
1: do you think it ever got to a point? Because Doring has bro, brought this point up the last couple of years on our show. Before they announced all of the new dollars and cents into Vanderbilt in Nashville, he always like, hey, man, it's unfair that Georgia's spending this money to make the, their teams better. Alabama's doing it. And, and, and it seemed at some point Vanderbilt was like, well, Tim Corbin – is awesome. And Vanderbilt, we got stacked, but we're not really going to donate, you know, put a whole lot of money into the football program. And he's like, that's a, should you get the same amount of share, right? As an Alabama or a Georgia or an LSU. And I was like, well, yeah, you do. But in theory, I wonder at some point if Vanderbilt looks at this and and was at some point they're like, Hey man, conference realignment is really wacky. And like we don't want to necessarily you're not going to kick anybody out of the team. Nobody's ever been kicked out of the conference of the of, of the of the SEC. They've left on their own volition. But like at that point, they can say, listen, we just put three hundred million dollars into football. Like we, we are invested we belong. in. this. We belong in yeah. this program. Please continue to send the big new ESPN sure. and college football playoff checks,
0: right? How do you think we spent that $300 million? It's, we're still getting that check from you guys. Yeah. Uh, He's he Peter Burns of the SEC Network. You'll see him throughout the week starting Thursday night. We'll get to that Florida-Utah game in just one moment. First, a reminder presented, uh, this show was presented by mybookie.ag, code next round when you sign up at mybookie.ag for all the games. And uh, one way you can make that a beneficial trip is start at lanceslock.com. Lance is coming off an eight and two weekend in college football. What? A- eight, yes, and eight and two? Two, yes. A hair away from 10 and 0. Uh, there was a quarterback injury. What game was it? I think it was the Ohio game. They had a quarterback injury. I mean, it was really, really close uh, to an eight and 0 weekend or 10 and 0 weekend. So, eight and two, he's red hot. Lanceslock.com, lanceslock.com. For all your college football plays, take those plays over to mybookie.ag and use code next round when you sign up to get that welcome bonus from the good people at mybookie.ag. All right, one of those games. And and they're a six and a half point underdog, Florida on the road. It was a it was a win last year. They were mm-hmm. probably honestly fortunate to win that game. Utah had a couple of empty possessions down inside the red zone, and, and that's a tough way to win on the road against an SEC team. The biggest storyline in this game is we talk right now, Bernsey. Cam Rising, the Utah quarterback is listed as their first team quarterback, but nobody is saying whether or not he's going to start, and if he doesn't start, boy, you got to like Florida's chances even more in this game.
1: Well, yeah, I mean because Cam Rising's a dude. I don't know. I mean, yeah. you guys have talked a little bit about him, but we talked to Bill Riley at ESPN 700 and, and who covers the Utes and and I asked him. I was like, "All right, so what's the deal with this entire, you know, you know, depth chart?" And he's like, "The ongoing joke, uh the running joke there in Utah is that like it's like coach Whittingham's um, like daughter-in-laws like uh, you know librarian from down the road that makes the depth chart like it's always been a joke and so like we can't read too far into it Um, but we only go on our knowledge and that as of this morning when I talked to Bill he said that that Cam courtesy of an NIL interview okay which I think is really cool he talked to him and said listen I'm not medically cleared to get on the field right so a I think there's a couple different things to chew on that. Like he can practice, but he's not medically c- cleared for contact yet. So there's no flipping way on Monday that if you're not cleared for contact, and Cam Rising is a, is an NFL prospect and a, and a pretty good quarterback, if you're going to say, All right, in three days from now, let's go row you up against floor, an SEC defense, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, and that would, as much as he would want to play, you'd almost be like, Dude, like, we're trying to protect you here. So I don't see him him going to play. Their backup quarterback is dealing with the knee injury as well, too. I, I think it's like a literally, we're gonna run the rock and just try to make some plays happen on defense, which which gotta, you know, be great news for the Florida Gators.
0: Yeah, and, and, like and Cam, I don't Cam know what... Risen's
1: not playing. Like Cam, like in my mind, Cam Risen is absolutely yeah. not going to play in, in week one against Ford.
0: I think I'd be a little bit surprised, especially, and I had not heard that until just now, what you told me, but especially knowing that if he's not medically cleared, like I know medically cleared doesn't mean like you've just miraculously healed overnight. There are steps you have to make, but yeah, I mean, as you and I talk, it is Monday in game week terms. They, I mean, they've got only a Tuesday and a Wednesday. I mean, tomorrow is their last practice. Yeah, for a game week. I mean, if he hasn't gone through game week practice medically cleared, I mean, that does seem like a high bar right there for him. To it almost feels,
1: yeah, like if this was week week seven, or yeah. this was week twelve. You're like, hey, listen, how much t- how much practice does he need to have? But right. that, I just don't think there's any way that you can say we're going to try to prepare one quarterback who's not medically cleared to even you know get hit right now and throw him out there on a couple of days of practice against an SEC squad. I mean, listen, if they do a like Cam Rising should probably sue the university and B, that'd probably be the greatest news for the Florida Gators. Cause I can't imagine that they would run them out of the pocket or, or, you know, uh, at any point, like have a whole hell of a lot of success. So um, I think it comes back to more of like Graham Mertz, not turning the ball over and Florida running the ball. And I would have thought Utah, I don't, how did you feel about it? Cause I thought Utah was going to Florida's. you know, what uh, yeah. coming up this week, maybe like two months ago, I don't feel that way in game week.
0: Yeah, the more the closer we get, the more I like Florida in this game. But yeah, mm-hmm. but I gotta say, Bernsey, Florida is a complete unknown to me. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to expect out of them. Yeah. I don't know what Graham Mertz is going to look like in a Florida uniform playing. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I they are a complete and total yeah. unknown. If you told me Graham Mertz goes out and throws for three fifty, I'd be surprised. But I'd be like, okay. If you told me Graham yeah. Mertz has three picks, I'd be like, okay. I mean, I I, I got no idea, man. I I really do not know. So, so Doring, kind of
1: yeah, Chris Doring was down there and he says like, I got a chance to see practice up close and personal. And I was like, all right, so what do you think? And he goes, he goes, I'm not punch drunk when I say this, right? Like he goes, he'll, cause he'll rip Florida whenever it's time. Oh to yeah, he he, goes, He's done it on they, our show. Yeah. Yeah. This is as crisp and, and as efficient. And as I've seen this offense roll, like they were moving around, like they, this is as good of a practice as I've seen now they could get 63 to 10 by Utah. Like who knows? Right. But he was like, I have seen practices that I'm like, it ain't going to be good, and it turned out to be not good. He goes, it would shock me if they lay an egg right now with the way that this team has kind of been under Graham Mertz's, you know, um, some some tutelage. So, I don't know. That that bodes well. And, my God, what a monster game that would be for Billy Napier, right? I mean, like –
0: Oh, huge. Well, I mean, because you got Tennessee coming to your place in week four. Mm Mm-hmm. So, chances are you're three and oh, going into that game. Tennessee has won twice there since 1970. So, I mean, at that point, you, you feel like I got a chance to get off to the dream start. If I could beat Utah and Tennessee in my first month of football as Billy Napier. I mean, it, it almost erases everything that, that went wrong last year, and you you flip the whole new page all of a sudden. You got it,
1: like, yeah. So if you're Napier, you need to do have two things. One, what helps you going into year two and continue any kind of momentum they have, because they have some good Florida uh, recruiting momentum. One, to still a win in Utah when everybody thinks that you're not going to win that game, and then you book in it with beating FSU. Like, you do those two things, and the middle, like, it is what it is. But like yeah. if you if I give them to give you two games on this on the year, as much as they'd like to beat Tennessee, as much as they'd like to beat Georgia, I don't see those things happening. I if I'm a Florida Gator fan, or if I'm Billy Napier would never say it, but I would say win Utah and win Florida State that gives you some momentum at the start of the year, and then roll the dice. And yep. at least you got to beat Florida State, and I, and that could be a tough task because they're gonna be they're gonna be good as hell this year.
0: Yeah, all these games, mybookie.ag, code next round for that sign-on bonus. And also visit lanceslock.com to get the plays to use right there at mybookie.ag, mybookie.ag, code next round. You guys on the SEC Network will have South Dakota and Missouri. That is the Thursday night SEC Mm -hmm. Network game. Um, The South Dakota is the one Dakota you want to play. If you're going to play one of them, South Dakota is the one you do not want to play North Dakota State or South Dakota State. Those are the two good ones.
1: Okay, so state schools you don't want. You'll That's take right. North, North Dakota, you'll take South Dakota.
0: Correct. All right, right
1: let's, let's check you on your mascot game. Don't look, okay? The South Dakota what?
0: All right, South Dakota State's the Jackrabbits.
1: That's Correct, I knew the Jackrabbits. The Bison South- or North, North Dakota State. What bison? is South Dakota?
0: Are they the, um, I want to say it's like a coyote?
1: Nay, hey, well done.
0: Did I get it? Or, Thank you.
1: Or, Brownie, did you actually know it nope. was? And you were just, you are acting right now. You're like, hmm. And you fully well knew that it was the Coyote. So you're like, uh, yep.
0: not that good say... an actor. Nope. Coyote. Yeah. I would love to say I have that type of acting skill. I do not. I just, I could envision the logo. And i like, it looks kind of like a Coyote. Because as I remember it, their logo mm-hmm. looks similar to the Phoenix NHL logo. Look at that.
1: See, I'm, I still think that y'all y'all with your 45 interns over the next round, like y'all have people, y'all have a whole team. It's like when Colin Coward has his whole team, well yeah. like, they give him like all the stuff and Jim Brome, like all the information they have like yeah. blue cards up so they look like they know what they're talking about. Just yeah. make sure you don't have the join Haskins. Uh, I was
0: about to say uh, Colin's intern needs to learn how Google works. you might want <laughs> might want to try that one. Um, early out of the shoot, Virginia, Tennessee ABC game. Uh, in Neyland – or not in Neyland Stadium, excuse me, in Nissan Stadium in Nashville, yep. this is going to be a neutral mm-hmm. side game. Uh, Tennessee's a huge favorite, like a four-touchdown favorite in this game. But to me, seeing Joe Milton mm-hmm. having it as his team. I mean, the times you've seen Milton, he's come in and mop up duty last year. You know, uh, he played only after the injury to Hendon Hooker. So this has never really been his team. I'm interested even in if it's yeah. a blowout just to see how he manages his team as the starting quarterback.
1: Yeah, I mean, Virginia's uh, trash, garbage, like not good, like potentially like one of the worst power five schools coming up this season. I mean, so it's like I I looked at it and we were talking about it uh, with some friends. I'm like, if you were Tennessee, this is almost the perfect opponent, because in theory, you're like, we're playing a power five school, right? We're playing an ACC school like this is not – South Dakota, where we're trying to figure out what the you know the the mascot the mascot, is, the mascot not, is yeah this is the Cavaliers I got this one yeah yeah, it, yeah it's it, it's it's a legit you know it's Virginia right
0: yeah it's um, a program
1: but but they probably aren't very good so it, it's one of those ones where you come away and you should look at this and go wow all right fifty two to fourteen okay Milton scored a bunch of points we might see a little Nico we might see a little bit of you know some different looks the defense looked a whole lot better like it's a perfect opponent for hypo to kind of build up more height to build upon like what happened last year.
0: Ball state, Kentucky, uh, also an sec network game in the early window. I think, you know, this is so weird to say, because (laughs) Will Levis is at least competing in the NFL. He was a Mm -hmm. early second round, almost a first round draft pick. There were draft analysts that had him, in the top ten, in the top five. Remember the
1: rumor that Will Levis might uh, be the the number one pick? Like, it was yeah. some hype Reddit thing? I remember yeah. that happening. At some
0: point. Yeah, yeah, it did not, by the way. He was not the number one pick. But I think they've upgraded a quarterback. And it's weird to say that, but I do. I think they've upgraded a quarterback in Devin Leary, the NC State transfer, Liam Cohen's back. <laughs> um, I, You know, could this finally be yep. the year that Mark Stoops has enough offense to match what is normally a really good defense to have a team that could cause some trouble in the East?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the problem of not having a 12-team playoff. Like, Kentucky, I think, is a team that would be perfect in in 2024. Like, if you could take this team and, like, cryogenically freeze it and be like, all right, we're going to move it into 2024, (laughs) like, like, Stoops is like, hell yeah, I'll do it. Because I think they have maybe arguably the best wide receiver room that they've had all – I mean, since probably Stoops got there, like top to bottom. They've had good wide receivers – a wide receiver each year, singular, but they never had a room like this. I think the offensive line got a little bit better. Liam Cohen coming back out of the NFL helps their play calling. And, yeah, I I'd say I like Devin Leary. I don't know that much about Devin Leary. I'm lying to you just based on what people think Devin Leary is going to be. But I didn't know what Will Levis was going to be under Liam Cohen. And, sure enough, he turned out to be great. And the offensive line can't be any worse than it was last year. So That's right. I still think they're the second-best team, top to bottom in the east but how much does that matter when georgia's just a freaking machine right now i don't right.
0: know mercer plays ole miss I, you know it's going to be a blowout i i'm just interested mm-hmm. in seeing what what we see out of the quarterbacks i mean jackson dart um if we how much spencer sanders, sanders. we see you know that whole quarterback room that we've talked about mm-hmm. all off season just how much of that do we see because they got a tricky game at tulane in week two so This is. Well, and
1: those guys are good. Like Tulane and UTSA are two legit teams that have good quarterbacks. They got a lot, a lot of guys returning. And you're like, if there was this kind of spoiler Cincinnati type squad, Tulane would fit that bill, right? Like, because Tulane could sit there and go, "Hey, we went undefeated. We were really good. And oh, by the way, we beat a pretty damn good SEC squad, right? Like that. That you know, there's you have to have one of those marquee wins if you're not going to be one of the power fives to get invited to the, you know, college football playoff.
0: Can I, can I just stop right here for a second? Because you went to school at UTSA. For those that don't know Peter's background, was a golfer at UTSA. Yeah. C- could you, if I had just gone back, you know, 15 No, 10 no years, I know what you're
1: saying. No, absolutely. I, I would 50. have no freaking clue that this actually would have happened. Because they're playing Tennessee this year. And I'm like, I know Tennessee better, like, not. Week
0: four, like, yeah. T-
1: Tennessee fans are sitting there going, who is this? UTSA, UTSA, mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. of the Roadrunners, Meet Meep, like whatever. I'm like, buddy, do not have that attitude when facing Jeff Trailer because that coach is a head coach in SOB.
0: Yeah, but how about the fact they are on the road mm-hmm. against a Big 12 team week one and they're favored. They are currently a one-point favorite at Houston. I mean, think about yeah. that. As a UTSA guy, you're like – they're traveling to a Big 12 team, and they are favored. This is not a guarantee game where they just go to pick up a check and take a beating. They're yep. actually favored on the road in the Big 12. That's pretty crazy it, to consider. The only
1: so – two quick stories on that. A, it does not surprise me because back when I was playing NCAA football 2014 on NCAA, on, on PlayStation 2, I used to build UTSA – every single year of and course. I would make them, I mean, I would kick Bama's ass every year. Like I would even beat LSU. Like, <laughs> you know, by the time you would play with your favorite team, like and beat the game, you would be like, all right, I'm going to take, I'm going to pretend to uh, build a school or I'm going to take like a small school and build them up. And that's what I would do at the UTSA. And by like year six of the dynasty, like I'm redshirting uh, Heisman's right. And like just kicking everybody's ass. <laughs> um, so that's, that's part of it. But I just, I'm, I'm, excited about it and that's one of those teams that in a 12 team playoff like that's pretty badass I remember going on my recruiting tour for college golf at UTSA and like the big kind of chuckle was we would walk by the school um, bookstore and it would say UTSA football undefeated and he's like yeah you get it we never had a team I'm like <laughs> that's awesome like trust me I wouldn't be here hey. if I was a good enough golfer like I'd be somewhere else that actually had
0: a football team <laughs> right Hey, I mean, if this were, this is one of those, if this were a twelve team playoff year, UTSA is a contender. And I'll give you another one: South Alabama, yeah. because they Are get they, Oklahoma, they get Oklahoma State, and mm-hmm. um, who is their other non conference? Oh, Tulane. They get Tulane in week yeah. one. It, it's the classic look ahead game for Tulane because Tulane has Ole Miss coming to New Orleans in week two. So yeah. a good time for South to grab them, and then South also gets uh, Oklahoma State. So I think both UTSA and South Alabama, like in a twelve-team playoff year, this could be a good year for them. These are the I mean, types of teams you have to look at,
1: and that goes back to the conversation we had about Kentucky. Like, yeah. I, you know, Kentucky is a situation where do I think they can play themselves? Like, you have to have, unfortunately, a brand or this unbelievably good path an exciting path to get to a four-team playoff right now if you don't you're outside of the the, the club right like you're outside right. of the velvet ropes with 12 it's going to be more of an opportunity like i think there's a lot of teams i think auburn's one of those teams i think florida is a team like this i even kentucky is a team like this to where as important as it is to be good in 2023 it's about setting the table for 2024 and you, when you can realistically be a college football playoff team. That's why, like, if I'm Hugh Freeze, I'm playing a boatload of uh, uh, young guys right now. Um, and, and, and the same thing for, um, you know, Kentucky. Um, and the same thing for anybody, even Mississippi State. It's like, how do I put myself in a situation where, yeah, I want to win as many games as possible now, but setting myself up for success, when it could equal a college football playoff berth. That's not going to happen right now in 23, but it could happen in 24.
0: Yeah, and speaking of Auburn, you bring them up. They take on UMass, a 230 Central, 230 Eastern kick there at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Uh, That game is on ESPN. Uh, UMass coming off a win, which doesn't happen very often, but it's going to now. You catch UMass off a win if you're Auburn. They've got the transfer, whose name I cannot even begin to say, from Clemson. And he was I the key it. to winning. He, you, have you got it? You, you want to take a crack? No clue. Kind of, you no, know? Okay, no, no, clue not, 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 not. Yeah. I mean, there
1: were way too many. I'd like a via val And there were. Too I, many I think it's why. I think it's it. why
0: Dabo let him transfer. Dabo was like, I don't even know how to say his name. Right, I just I got, got, I got by with transfer.
1: DJ Uangalele. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm. I ain't Dabo. doing it again. I,
0: can't do it I, I yeah, I'm from Pelham, Alabama. I didn't know I was going to have to say all these names. So he's transferred to UMass. He he was really good. Now listen, it was it was New Mexico State, the Aggies, by the way. He was really good uh in that game but uh or was it new mexico were they playing the lobos either way i was gonna
1: say yeah. yeah yeah no no they were it was new mexico state and okay, that's okay. the aggies new mexico yeah. was the Lobos, right that's right great. Okay. And my wife is a it. a lobo it's great to be a logo a lobo they play in
0: so. <laughs> um but he's a he's a guy that can make some plays they're not going to beat auburn but i'm with you i, I want to see what this offense looks like hugh freeze mm. has been such a good offensive coach i want to see what peyton thorn looks like um auburn's got a lot of unknowns a lot of holes that they have to fill this this roster was a mess when hugh freeze took it over i'm with you i like here hugh freeze having a little year two magic but you build yeah. that in year one
1: how many i mean that was what lane kiffin was right like yeah like yeah the parallel of lane kiffin and hugh freeze on the football field and their coaching prowess are very similar in my mind right Like, for the first year for Lane at Ole Miss, it was about how do you get people excited about Ole Miss football? How do you score a boatload of points? I don't give a damn how many points we give up on defense, right? Like, get people pumped up. I mean, people remember – or, like, they thought Lane's first year was pretty good. It was 5-5 and in 2020, a boatload of points, but they couldn't stop a nosebleed. But I think it led to the excitement, which led to the 10-game season or 10-win season the year after when D.J. Durkin helped the defense. I'm like, take that blueprint if you're Hugh Freeze, right? Hey, score a boatload of points, right, as many as you can, and sit there and go, this is what the future is going to look like and hope that you can parlay it into year two success like Lane did over in Oxford.
0: All right, a couple of guarantee games. Real quick, real the, quick, hold on. Yeah, quick. yeah, 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 yeah,
1: You will run up the score, guy.
0: So um it, it depends. Here's the thing. Like if I'm in an SEC game, I mean you're an SEC team. It's on you to be better. Now, if I'm playing, you know, um UT Martin, we'll get to Georgia and U T Martin in a little bit. I mean, that there's an obvious imbalance there. Like if Kirby says I want to score 80, Kirby could score 80. But there's an obvious imbalance. And why are you even doing it, right? But if I but back in the day when Spurrier, you know, used to go to Bandy, for instance, and I mean, Vandy's an SEC school. Either you're an SEC school or you're not. I can't make excuses right. for you. And I, I don't coach your defense. I coach my team. And when I've got my backup in there, I want him to run my offense. Now, I mean, I so, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I do not. Absolutely not.
1: And, and I think – I don't think Kirby is a, in a situation where Kirby would sit there. I mean, he's coming off back-to-back natties, right? Like, Kirby's yeah. not going to be like, I need to score a little bit more. Although, LSU fans are still pissed he went for two. Uh, late into the LCC championship Stop game. Him. Like I talked to my dad and, and like my dad, I'm like, yeah, you know, Kirby is a great guy. And my dad always asked about him. He's like, I, he's dead to me. I was like, what do you mean he's dead to me? And he's like, <laughs> when they went for two uh, late in the SEC championship game, I'll never be a Kirby smart fan. I was like, it just means more, right? It like does. That that aspect. It. Yep. But I think Kirby at that point was trying to prove a little message. But like, yeah. again, I don't think Kirby has to prove that to smaller teams. I think now Q needs to prove that. Right. Against a smaller team. I think Hugh needs to get to a point where he's like, I need them to be talking about us on SportsCenter, on the burnout, on next round, on on Sirius XM, on College Football Live. Like, holy shit, did you see Hugh's team like the Auburn Tigers ended up scoring, you know, 72? That's that'll that'll perk up people right now. And he needs to do that just for recruiting and branding.
0: All right, so a string of those games that we'll talk about in one second, a reminder the show brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Code next round when you sign up for that sign-on bonus, that welcome bonus at MyBookie.ag. I was talking about that parlay deal a little earlier. Say you play a three-leg parlay, you get the first two legs in the house, and you're like, man, I don't know how I feel about this third one now. they got a cash-out option. You can use that money to play another game. You can let it ride, whatever you want to do right there. See more at MyBookie.ag with all the games uh, starting this Thursday night. MyBookie.ag. Code next round when you sign up to get that welcome bonus code next round at mybookie.ag great place to go before that though is lanceslock.com. our very own Lance Taylor 8 and 2 over the weekend uh, in football so he's killing it right now and it will only get better imagine when he gets to see some of these teams play and he's not just going on not seeing them play 8 and 2 over the weekend he'll continue to kill it lanceslight.com take those plays over to mybookie.ag and use code next round all right, Southeast Louisiana, Mississippi State, Western Illinois, Arkansas, UT Martin, Georgia, the yawner portion of the SEC schedule, but there's still some nuggets in here. We'll start with Mississippi State because Zach Arnett is changing that offense. Will Rogers could end this season as the SEC's all-time leading passer. I just mm-hmm. don't know what it's going to look like right now.
1: Yeah, I think I'm, I mean, that's, that to me, I'm actually kind of more intrigued with the Mississippi State's opener than I am Ole Miss's opener, right? right like, I Because I kind of understand, like at least what the offense looks like. Kevin Barbade taking over the former App State uh, offensive coordinator and what Will Rogers looks like, not in Mike Leach's offense. Like, you know, I I don't know what to expect. Like, it's kind of like Sam Hartman. He ran that real weird slow mesh,
0: that slow mesh. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I'm like, ah, how, how, what is he going to look like? And he runs a traditional offense. We saw that pretty
0: good, (laughs)
1: pretty damn good. Four touchdowns, (laughs) very efficient for, for Notre Dame against Navy. So I'm kind of curious to see what that looks like right now because I think, I mean, it's death taxes and you know Mississippi State being picked seventh in the West every year at Media Days, and so I think they're a better squad than that in theory. And um, I, you know, I just kind of want to see Will Rogers and I want to see if Zach Garnett like feels comfortable. I know he's coached games before, um, but like this is a brand. This is your deal now. That's what I'll be looking forward to that game.
0: Um, the Arkansas situation, you could make an argument. They got the best quarterback running back combo in the conference with KJ Jefferson and rocket Sanders.
1: I don't think that's an argument. I I think that's, I mean, mean, yeah, might not be. I mean, if it's not one in the country, I'm trying to think, I mean, like,
0: that's true and the whole what is what is yeah
1: i mean i'm just thinking like uh, you know if old miss with quinshawn i think you have to add in there what was a kid uh caleb williams and uh zachariah branch that freshman that looked great for you gosh how good
0: did he look the other day he
1: looked great that could be a good one-two punch but i mean it's top three off the top of my head you know i mean kj is legit uh rocket is legit um and like and again nobody get, talks about Arkansas right now. I'm like, that's a team you don't want to meet if you've got a good quarterback and a game changer. Like, dude, go put them in the ACC right now. I'm not sure if Arkansas doesn't give everybody a run for their money. But yeah. can they do it in the SEC, West? It's tough.
0: Well, and you mentioned UT Martin in Georgia. Just seeing Carson Beck, and he's played in 11 games already, so we, I think we got a feel for what Carson Beck is going to be. But in Mike Bobo's offense, Bobo taking over with Todd Munkin who went to the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And yep. Bobo's offense, I just again, it's, it's the same thing I said um, about Tennessee. When you see a quarterback take over for the, the really, really good starter and it becomes his mm-hmm. team, they can be different guys. And I will be interested to see what Carson Beck looks like. How does he manage this team against a far inferior opponent whose uniforms will look like Auburn, but they mm-hmm. will not play them as close as Auburn?
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, it's almost like I want to see what the running back game, you know, uh, looks yeah. like, rushing attack right now for uh, Georgia because I mean they got now Kendall Milton after they lost Robinson for the whole year. Like they are not deep in that position whatsoever. Like they may play walk-ons at at, at running back. Now, mind you, Georgia walk-ons at running back, pretty good, probably for you know probably be you know three yeah. or four star guys that are just like, hey, just give me a shot. I'll be I'll be damn good, but. Um, yeah, I, I think the running back situation and how how Bobo – because Bobo has been pretty adamant about it. He wants to score a boatload of points. And I think he wants to also announce his presence as well too. So what that looks like with Bobo and, and Beck and how aggressive they are, that's what I'll be tuned
0: in for that one. Boy, New Mexico, Texas AM and any other year would not interest me one bit. Um, <laughs> However – But now, now we've added in Bob Petrino – And boy, am I fascinated to see how this game plays out—an ESPN game. So it's an ESPN night game in College Station, and I will be all in to see how this looks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's like a like I think if you like poll people, and like I'm always up for a good poll question. That I feel like if you poll people, like at least six to eight percent think there will be a brawl between Petrino and Fisher in the game. Like that's like. Uh, maybe like yeah. it's almost like yeah. how are these two like going to get together um i think it works frankly i you know and i want to see how the quarterback situation is going to play out everybody had said that it's going to be connor wegman but remember max johnson was pretty damn good last year and uh before his hand got hurt so i i think that could be a little bit of a quarterback battle that we'll see coming up i i think they're going to surprise people i think they're good i think they end up being the third best team in the sec west which is probably like still uh, a team that could win a couple of other conferences had they played in them
0: just after that starts uh middle tennessee is in tuscaloosa to take on alabama the crimson tide Mm -hmm. your colleagues there at espn on game they really liked alabama picked them across the board there which i'm sure kirby smart loved watching Uh, i'm not sure if nick saban loved watching it or not um again this is one of the rare times under nick saban where you look at quarterback and you're like "I, i don't know but I will say, find me a time where they've really screwed it up at quarterback, and and you can't. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. track record here and say, I think it's going to be Milrow, but even with Tyler Buckner in there or Ty Simpson in there, I think yeah. they're still going to have a successful offense because they're going to run the ball better this year.
1: It's Blake Sims, it's Coker, it's it's other quarterbacks yep. that they've had in the past that you're like, they're going to get it figured out. Like I will say this. It's... Days and talking to J.C. Latham and the way Alabama players presented themselves, I had never heard the tide like that at media days. Like normally, they're like, we well, don't even want to interview them because they're like, well, you know, we're going to give hundred percent, or we trust the process. Like it's just boring. The fact that they were so like kind of in your face about we're disrespectful, we're going to be good. Like they got the AOK to say that because they believe it, right? And I think they're going to announce their presence. And I will tell you, as an LSU fan, that scares the living. Crap out of me, like because I still have this PTSD about like when Alabama wants to run the ball on you and you can't stop it. There's no more of a like, like just sucking the emotion and life out of your body when you're in the stands, and being like, "All right, here comes the seven minute, just make oh, you no. quit, tap out drive yeah. right before a half, and then they'll get the ball right in the start of the next half, back, and you're like, yeah." Well, you know, I mean, that was fun. might as well go do laundry. That sucked. <laughs> and, I like, I'm, I would say I think this is going to be the most exciting football season in a decade, right? Because you don't know what the hell to expect. Like, yeah. over the last couple of years, you knew what to expect. And, albeit they might lo- lose a game here or there, like, I don't know what this offense looks like. I don't know what the defense looks like. I don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be. So, like, normal this is what normal college football fans feel like alabama <laughs> like this is like this is how an lsu fan feel for the last two decades like shit i don't know like we're we gonna be good we're we gonna be bad
0: i don't know i'm gonna watch i'm gonna no, drink no, let's I'm go let's enjoy. go to the game and see like, yeah. yeah
1: as opposed to alabama fans are like yeah like yeah we know we'll we'll watch kickoff yeah we, i'll be over the house by second quarter like where are it doesn't matter anymore
0: yeah all right, uh, two big games coming up. Two, the best two SEC games of the weekend coming up. We'll talk about those in one second. A reminder, if you're uh, just watching us, it's at Disrupt the Media on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. Make sure to subscribe to all our channels. Uh, we've got content coming out from the next round and from Disrupt the Media. So subscribe and set alerts so you know when things drop. And please give us a thumbs up. That helps us a ton. He is Peter Burns of the SEC Network. I'm Ryan Brown. You can see on the screen there where you can follow us on social media, uh, at Peter Burns ESPN, at Ryan Brown Live, and all the other information there. Um, all right, let's talk about these two big games. First, the battle for the Carolinas there in Charlotte, South Carolina, mm-hmm. North Carolina. Nobody, nobody outside of maybe Georgia finished the season better than South Carolina yep. last year. To get those two wins at the end of the year, um, the way Shane Beamer did it changed, I think, everybody's outlook for this current South Carolina team.
1: And I think they're going to need that from from Spencer Rattler this season, yeah. right? Well, Dow Logan's coming in. I think it's a simplified offense that's going to allow him to do a little bit more because I think that's what happened. And I love Marcus Satterfield, but I think it was just a complex offense that he just wasn't vibing you know, with early in the season. They finally just said, hey, let's just make it easy. Go out there and play ball. Then they beat the hell out of Tennessee, beat the hell out of Clemson, and look better down the road. So I look at this and I go – They're going to need it simply for the fact of I think defensively they just lose too many pieces right now. Like, and I'm I can't wait to see what Drake May looks like just as a college football fan because by people I've talked to on the NFL level they like Drake May as good and sometimes even better as far as like the makeup more even than, than Caleb Williams. Wow. So like you're going to have to put up some monster numbers if you're going to you know you're going to compete in that game.
0: Well, I tell you what, you get the you get the Spencer Rattler that played against Tennessee that night. Yeah. Uh, at williams Bryce, and a lot of people look back at the Hendon hooker injury, which was extremely unfortunate for Hooker, a great player. That game was over when that injury yeah. happened. I mean, they lined On. up and beat the same Tennessee team that had beaten Alabama and had beaten Florida and had beaten everybody but Georgia. They lined up and smashed them, and a lot of that yeah. was Spencer Rattler. And When you get good Spencer Rattler, we saw it at Oklahoma. We've seen it at South Carolina. Burns. Good Spencer Rattler could be as as good as any quarterback in the nation.
1: Yeah, and and he came in with a really good kind of vibe and in in media days. And again, I think sometimes like I remember interviewing Jeremy Johnson.
0: Okay? Yeah, I
1: remember the Auburn quarterback, and remember he was going to be he he's going to come in. He played that first half of football where like, bro, this guy could win it, like the whole thing. Like this guy's awesome. And then you met with them, and you're like, I, I don't know, I, I don't know if I get that leadership vibe that everybody's going to roll with. I I get that out of Spencer Rattler. Like, he is I'll, – I'll go to war with him right now. Like, that, that that's my dude, and I'm not a Gamecock fan. All
0: right. The Sunday Nighter, I am so excited about. Uh, LSU taking on Florida State. The Tigers, a slight yeah. favorite. Don't forget, mybookie.ag. You can play that game. They've got that parlay deal where if you win the first two legs of parlay and you're like, boy, I don't know, man. I don't know if I like this third play. You can cash out. You can continue to play that. Use code next round at sign on at mybookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. Mybookie.ag, that's uh, next round sign-on code, and you get a welcome bonus at mybookie.ag. Our man Lance Taylor is on fire with his picks. Lance'slock.com to get those Lances. Lock.com, great packages for all the football season. Eight and two in football the last weekend, so he's, he's feeling it right now. Get on early. Lance'slock.com to get all of your plays there. LSU, a slight favorite in Orlando over Florida State. I remember this game last year, Bernsey, watching it, thinking, boy, that was an entertaining game. But I don't think either one of these teams are worth a crap. And it turned out I was way (laughs) off on that. Both teams uh, had a surprisingly good year. Now there are expectations for both these teams, which is fascinating to see how they handle that.
1: Yeah. And I, and again, I look at this and I'm like, LSU could not have played any worse in that game. Like it was one of the worst sloppiest games. It was Jaden Daniel trying to find his offense. I mean, I'm like, Oh dear Lord. And I knew LSU fans were going to rip Brian Kelly to shreds. but then they come back and then you're like, Oh my gosh, if they don't miss the extra point, you're sitting there going, they got all the momentum. They might might win that game and we'll see what happens. But like, to me, I, I, you know, I, it's, it's almost impossible to ask me this question because I'm way too close with it because I'm a diehard LSU fan. That's so what I'm I want, though. Back. I want to
0: hear that. Right. I want to hear the well, diehard LSU back. fan come out.
1: Well, a couple of years ago, everybody wanted Miami to be good, right? Yeah. Like, that. it was 2018, and, hey, man, Miami's back, and you's back, and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't give a you-know-what. Like, LSU is about to absolutely wax and destroy Miami. Well, guess what? They did, right? I'm not as confident. I'm still confident in a victory, but – I'm not as confident that it ends up being some you know, three-touchdown win, and we're, we're looking at this going, oh, my God, LSU is incredible. I think they do win because I think the defense, frankly, even though they're not going to have Mason Smith, I still think that the defensive line is as good as anybody. And I think they're going to try to run the ball. They're not going to be able to do it. Harold Perkins and company are going to get back there. Uh, I just don't think LSU is going to click on offense week one. And so I, I like, I don't know about the Lance's lock, but you might want to put like the LSU Florida state, like under, uh, on that one. Cause I think it ends up being a little bit more of a defensive battle.
0: Okay. All right. So Burnsy likes a little lower scoring game for Mike Norvell and uh, Brian Kelly there. And plus, uh, are, should
1: we go all lowers or like, are all unders on like my bookie right now? Because like with the new clock rules, there's going to be five less plays a game, but I don't five. think it played, but I think, it. I think, Course of the season it'll it'll get closer to eight or ten yeah but that's a pretty sizable play I, I I feel like there's some value in playing unders but I don't know if that played out yet in in week zero yet.
0: yeah I'd have to go back and look um I can't remember if the unders played or not you know it's five plays in three minutes I mean that's uh, three minutes of actual uh, uh, yeah. of past time so you know I, I don't know if, if all that was worth it I'm with you let's let's let it play out a little bit and see if those numbers do change mm-hmm. but just through week zero, in seven games. And keep in mind now, one of those was Navy running the triple option in a game mm. where they were losing by a billion, just trying yeah. to burn, everybody trying to burn a clock there. So I don't know. We'll see. But it's a, it's a great point that I think everybody's talking about right now that isn't in, interested in any of this is how does this affect the totals? Because there should be fewer points scored
1: if yeah, there are five,
0: the- eight, 10 fewer plays. Uh, can we do this next week? Absolutely. We- Bama okay. Texas this next week. True. Yeah, we'll look I'm just back at all sure, Like things. you and
1: I talking. Okay,
0: good. Of course, Let's of course. Mybookie.ag code next round when you sign up and get that sign up bonus at Mybookie.ag. Start the day though at Lance'sLock.com. Lance'sLocks.com and uh, get all of Lance's pick at Lance'sLock.com. I think I said that with an S. Just use Lance'sLock.com. Get all the picks. Take them to Mybookie.ag and start the season off right. Bernzy supporting our boys at Roback TNR twenty at checkout and you save twenty percent. So uh, we're helping you save money and make money at mybookie.ag code next round. He is Peter Burns. I'm Ram Brown. Enjoy week one, Burnsy. We'll see you next week. See y'all.